Bible coffee talk. Valley Dentier. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Bible Coffee Talk with me, Allie Benfield. I'm so happy you're tuning in. I hope you're well and living your best life for Jesus Christ. On my podcast, we talk about subjects that some, if not most of us, are going through, dealing with, or just want more information about. But we apply the Bible and our love for our Savior, Jesus Christ, hoping that it will enrich our lives and help us as we walk righteously in obedience with the Holy Spirit. And we do it while enjoying a hot cup of coffee together. Because after all, this is a fellowship between friends. Am I right? So grab your coffee and your Bible and let's learn more about Jesus Christ together. Sound good? Awesome. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on Bible Coffee Talk with me, Allie Benfield. I'm so glad you've stopped by. Once again, it's uh, the fan you're hearing in the background. It is super hot out. Actually, it's not too bad. It's it's really, really light here. It's like 1.30 in the morning. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I don't know if anybody else is having this issue, but for me lately, I just, I'm having a hard time falling asleep. My mind is just so much. There's just so much in there just swirling around and it's banging off of my brain and banging off the sides of my head. It's, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on up in, up in my brain. So, um, today, not sorry, tonight, what time, yeah, it's 1.33. I said that, didn't I? <laughs> I'm tired, but I can't sleep. I am drinking a uh, caramel, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not drinking that at all. <laughs> I'm drinking a vanilla biscotti coffee, and uh, yeah, Whatever you're thinking, that's probably why you're not sleeping, Allison. No, I've never had a problem drinking coffee and immediately falling asleep. So that's that's not the issue. The issue is there's just a lot going on in my head. And, and I'd like to get into it a little bit with you all tonight. So um, I encourage you to get a beverage of your own, preferably coffee, since this is Bible coffee talk. <laughs> but before we continue, I just got to turn this entire podcast over to the Lord. So pray with me, will you? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just come before you. I give you praise, honor, and glory for all that you do. Lord, I ask you to watch over us all. I ask you to continue blessing us all. I ask that every word out of my mouth be pleasing to you. And Lord, I just ask that you um, you lead people with the Holy Spirit to, to give their life to you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for these things, and I ask you for these things. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen. Okay, so... Uh, this this actually isn't a um, there really wasn't any one specific thing that I wanted to talk to tonight it was just a whole bunch of things the main thing was um, giving thanks it was you know understanding and acknowledging that Jesus Christ is you know the Lord of Lords he's the King of Kings he gives us all that we need at the time we the exact appropriate time that we needed. He is fully aware of every situation, every trial, every hardship, every circumstance that we find ourselves in. Jesus knows about it. He knew about it even before our creation, even before we were conceived by our parents. He had an idea of who we are, how we would live, how we would um, 
You know, would we be people of integrity? Would we be people, you know, with consciences? Would we be people with morals and kindness? And you know what? Would we be people who are, are leading sinful lives? People who dishonor God? People who do bad things and have no conscience? He knew. He knew what we were going to be like. And the whole time... <laughs> I, I can only speak for myself as a believer that everything that happens around me in my life, you know, to me or with other people, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And it's not like a, oh, how you doing, Allison? It's not a conversation like that. It's, it's just, it's a whisper in the quiet moments. Sometimes it's a shout <laughs> to like shake me loose from, from whatever moment I'm in to say, uh, hello, <laughs> I did ask you to do this. And it's like, right, right, you're right. Holy Spirit, I'm on it. I'm on it. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for getting my attention. But typically for me, it's in those quiet moments where I feel him. And I hear his voice. And that's when he wants me to spend one on one-on-one -on -one time with him. And I don't know if anybody else goes through this. Like, do you ever have these moments where the Holy Spirit calls you out and says, now, you and me, we're going to spend some time together. There's some things that you need to know. There's some truths you need to hear. Uh, there's some direction you need to, uh, to be given and some correction that you need to be uh, corrected on. And, and it's usually in those quiet moments, those still moments when... You know, for me, when the world has fallen asleep, when my house is quiet, and I talk, and it's almost like I can hear the conversation in my head, and I kind of give an answer, and then I hear, you know, response, and I give an answer, and it's a, it's a back and forth thing, and I know it's the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. Recently, I have undergone a very, 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 very very stressful situation. Um, I've recently bought a car. Yay me! <laughs> Didn't actually turn out that way. I had my eye on a different car from a friend and um, they were going for a truck. They had gone for a loan and they said so when I get my truck loan approved and I get my truck you can buy my car. And It was like awesome. Like It's a beautiful car well looked after it was in great shape and I, I prayed about it. Lord is this what you want for me is this the car you want for me and I felt it was and this sister was just she was so sweet and so kind and she'd had it up on marketplace and you know I'm take it down right now I'll take it down right now Allie and you know I'll make sure that it's clean and I'll make sure it's got gas for you and um, it was just the hope I had was just so intense. But her loan fell through. She wasn't approved. And she needed her car. She couldn't sell it now. And she was so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so upset about having to message me to say, you know, goodness, Allie, I'm so sorry. I really wanted you to have your you know, this car, and I know the plans that you have for it, you know, to, to you know, go out west, and, you know, I, I, I know. And but I'm sorry, I need my car, I really need it. It's like, no, I understand, you know, that that's fine, I, I get it. I'll keep looking, and I did. 
And everywhere I looked, I kept getting like these really ignorant people and they were so rude and they were, uh, you know, you look after it and you do this. And it was like, wow, be a little nicer. You know, God bless you. <laughs> Every chance I get, I, and I don't know if anybody else does this, but I will witness to you. I will spread the love of Jesus with you. I will talk about Jesus. You know, have you heard the good news of Jesus? That's why I'm here. To, to help spread the good news of Jesus because the more people that know about Jesus the sooner Jesus is coming back to get us and the sooner I'm going home and I'm homesick for home this is not my home I'm just passing through I'm my home is heaven I am a citizen of heaven so I'm witnessing to these people about you know cars and I'm like Lord you know, you have a car for me. I know you do. I know you do. And it's going to be a car that's safe. And it's going to be a car that's um, in my price range. And it's, you know, Lord, I know you're going to take care of me. You, I know you are. And I had people praying for it. And they're like, you know, Ali, I, I pray that this, this car, the right car, will be revealed to you. <laughs> And that you you will get clarity that this car, without a shadow of a doubt, you will know that whatever car you go for, that's the car that you're meant to have. And I'm like, wow, thank you. That's that's perfect. That's a kind of um, uh, clarification I need from from the Lord. Is that yep, this is the car for you. So I found a car and it was immaculate. It was. So so clean and it was in such good shape and the person had all the the proper documentation and and um i messaged and she's like my my father's selling the car on my behalf it's my car but he's selling it for me um so i messaged the father the father got in touch with me uh brought the car over i gave it a test drive ran like a dream not a thing wrong with it it didn't shimmy it didn't squeak it didn't it didn't anything it was perfect and the gentleman said, you know, because um, I, I had told the, the daughter when I was messaging her about the car, about my situation with the first deal I had. And the, the father, he's looking at me and he says, you know, I, I heard about your situation. Uh, my daughter told me. And just to help you out, I'm, I'm going to knock it down. I'm going to take off, you know, $500. And I was like, what? <laughs> and... He's like, would that help you out? Like, I can drop it off to wherever you, mechanic you, you wanted to go because, um, you know, it's got to um, have the safety and, you know, we'll, we'll look after that. And I'm like, uh, I, I need to, to go to the bank first. And he's like, I have to, to go. Like, I can't wait. So uh, I can come back tomorrow uh, and we can do the deal then. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's perfect. And so he left, and the next day, um, there was some little snafu that happened, and he had actually uh, told me that he was going to a funeral out east. He had to drive out east, um, that he would be back in a week, um, but he would hold the car for me uh, with a deposit. So I gave him a deposit, he gave me a receipt, and he drove away. And I'm looking at the receipt afterwards, and it's like, oh no like he did not give me any personal information it was like this guy said non-refundable like he could literally like <laughs> totally you know do a dirty on me so I was worried and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and 
long story short, he comes back and he says, you know, hi, Allison, I'm, I'm back and uh, I can come meet you. And I'm like, uh, wow, okay, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I was a little nervous. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you know, God's heard your prayers and, and I'm going to come and um, I'm going to drop the, the car off to you. And I'm like, perfect. Today, this morning, he showed up with his wife and she gets out of the car and he's pulled up with the truck so that he can take her home because one had to follow the other one to bring the car to me and I said you know how was the drive and she's like it was wonderful and you know here's the extra key fob and um, I just gotta let you know um, you're getting a really good car and I'm like thank you for, for telling me that like it, it looks like it's been treated very well and it's in good shape and it's clean and um, she said, you know, my husband, every time there was something wrong with it, our daughter, Megan, uh, used it for work. And we lived in um, a little town in Oshawa. I'm like, well, that's where I was from. She's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So I told her where. And she's like, well, I just live right around the corner from you. That's where we, we moved from. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And she goes, so when our daughter would drive from this little town of Oshawa to where we are now, um... If anything went on it, my husband was very, very attentive to getting it fixed. Like, we, we have a really good mechanic, and he would always take care of it right away. Because it was our daughter driving the car. Now, when I said God reveals um, certainties to us, he really reveals certainties to us. To, to um, affirmations to confirm what he wants. She said, so the mechanic we had, it's in a little town called Ajax. And she told me the mechanics, uh, the company, you know, whatever it was, yada, 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 automotive. And I'm like, wow, okay. Um, she goes, it's a little, little out of the way for you from where you are here. But she said, uh, you know, he's always treated our daughter like, like a sister. You know, he's always made sure that it was in good shape. And uh, Dawson's always treated, treated our family well. And I was like, pardon? She's like, the mechanic, he's always treated our family well. And I'm, I said, what name did you just say? And she's like, Dawson. And I'm like, I looked up into the sky and I wanted to cry my eyes out. Dawson is not a common or um, a, a name that's that's generated a lot. You you don't hear a lot. It's not a name like you know, Jason or, or Matthew, you know, it's not, you know, a, a common name like Jennifer, like it's just not. Dawson's the name of my son. So here she's telling me that her daughter Megan and their mechanic Dawson have looked after this car. Well, my daughter's name is Megan and my son is Dawson. And if that wasn't a huge indication that God wanted me to have this car, I don't know what is. If you're struggling, if you're going through something where you need clarification from God to point you in the right direction, you don't know which way you're going, ask Him. Ask the Lord. He will absolutely, positively steer you in the right direction. He will give you the answers. He will help direct you and give you confirmation to what he wants in ways that only you can identify to. Nobody knew that my son's name was Dawson nor my daughter's name was Megan, so that wouldn't have you know, registered with anybody unless they knew me or knew my children. The reason I can't sleep is because 
there's a lot going on in the world. There really is. And I've heard so many stories with the, you know, uh, September is coming and, you know, that could be when the rapture comes, when the Lord Jesus comes to, to get his uh, elect to bring them up to meet in the sky. I've heard everything from there's no such thing as a pre-trib to we're in the middle of the tribulation now to, uh, you know, there's none of that. There's just tribulation and then we're, we're called and that's it. And I've heard that, you know, there's, you know, people saying, well, this person could be the antichrist and this person could be the antichrist. And I just want to say, yes, it's important to know what's going on around us so that we're not ignorant, so that we're not unaware. But when it takes over our life as believers, I think we really do need to be careful with that. And I tell you why. Because the Bible tells us that we're to train our eyes and look up. We are supposed to look for Jesus. We are supposed to be pure. We are supposed to be worthy. We are supposed to be righteous, Christ-like. Now, if we're looking at what's going on with the world, then we're of the world, and we're not supposed to be of the world. If we're looking at what what you know, false Christs are doing, and and where the Antichrist might be, or who the Antichrist might be, or or any of that garbage, we run the risk of taking our eyes off the prize, so to speak, being Jesus. He is my prize. I I love Jesus Christ so much that my son came in the other day to my bedroom and he sees me praying and he said, why are you praying? Prayer doesn't work. And it's like prayer absolutely works. Absolutely works. And when my son saw, and I'm not going to get into the specifics, but when my son actually saw a prayer come to pass when it wouldn't have, if I hadn't have prayed for it, I think that kind of opened his eyes a little bit. He was like, okay, yeah, that was, that was a little weird. I'm not going to lie. And I'm like, that was totally the Holy Spirit. Totally, 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 totally. We need to be looking for the Lord. We need to be holding on. We need to be reading our Bibles in prayer, worshiping, singing a joyful noise unto the Lord. I don't care if you can't pitch a tune, if you are pitchy, if you, you know, squeak, <laughs> your voice cracks. If you can't say anything, if you've had one of those, you know, holes cut in your throat and all you can do is croak, if you're doing it with the right motives, praising Jesus, giving honor and glory to God, then that croak noise you make is a joyful noise. You croak. You croak. I know that probably came out wrong, but don't, don't die. I'm just saying, you know, you make your joyful noise, however it is for you. Whether you, you hum, whether you sing, whether you, you know, whether you whistle, I don't care what it is, and Jesus doesn't care either. You just make a joyful noise and you give him the praise and the honor and the glory. The other thing I just wanted to touch on is that I've been watching a lot of these, um, a lot of these videos uh, that you see on YouTube, you know, and there's many different ones. There's, you know, Pillars of Truth, there's Digital Grace, there's um, Ambassadors of Christ, there's, goodness, there's so many different good ones.
don't care who you listen to, so long as they reference the Bible, absolutely reference the Bible. If they're not referencing the Bible, then what Jesus are they teaching? Because the Jesus I know and love and follow comes from the Bible. And the reason why I read and, and use the King James Version is, and a lot of people are going to get angry when I say this, and you know what? You can get angry with me all you want. I can take it. Come on, bring me your worst. <laughs> I honestly don't care. What I'm going to share with you is, is that the NIV Bible is, is garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry, the NIV Bible is garbage. I used to say in some of my earlier podcasts that I typically read from the uh, King James Version Bible because it's the least translated Bible out there. And it is. It takes the Greek and the Hebrew language and breaks it down into the King's English. Now, the NIV Bible is missing is missing verses from the Bible, from the King James Version Bible. If you take your King James Version Bible and your NIV Bible and you go back to back, I promise you that you're going to find at least 10, if not more, missing Bible verses. Um, and just for an example, just to give you a little proof, um, these are verses that you will not find in the NIV Bible. Matthew 17, verses 21. Uh, Matthew 18, 11. Matthew 23, 14. The book of Mark uh, 7, verses 16. Uh, chapter 9, verses uh, four, 44 is missing. 46 is missing. Chapter 11, verse 26 is missing. Luke, chapter 17, verse 36 is missing. John, verse 5, sorry, chapter 5, verse 4 is missing. Acts chapter 8 verse 37 is missing. Uh, Acts verse 15, sorry, Lola. chapter 15 verse 34 is missing. And in Acts 24, chapter 24, verse 7 is missing. And that's what I've got so far. So uh, that's why I don't read it because it is a, the Bible's very clear when it says, do not take away or add anything to my word. And here you can see the NIV Bible has taken clearly what I just gave you there. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 Bible verses that are not in the King James Version Bible, that are not found in a lot of the other Bibles. We have to be careful. These are dangerous times we are living in. I mean, we are dare I say it, in the end times. And that might scare a lot of people, but you need to be aware. You really do. There are dangerous people out there that are forcing the uh, uh, a needle on people, you know, telling them that they need this needle in order to purchase or buy things or to gain entrance into movie theaters or gyms or restaurants. You need this, this needle to fly, to travel, and um, yeah, that sounds an awful lot like what the Bible says in Revelation, that you will need a mark to buy and sell, and without it, you will not be able to purchase things or go places or be admitted into certain things. There is one specific person, and uh, I'm not going to give a name, but I'm sure it's not too hard for you to Google, um, who has been... 
what's the word I use? Um, instrumental in um, having a peace treaty accord signed in the Middle East called the Abraham uh, Accord. And this person also has a tower uh, known as 666 in New York City. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, I'm not saying that this person is the Antichrist. I'm just saying, do your homework, people. Do your homework. It's, uh, like I said, we are living in extremely dangerous times. Um, everybody's making accusations. Everybody's pointing fingers. Everybody's looking for the Antichrist. And and what I just did there by saying, you know, um, there's, there's this person who has a, a tower called 666 that does a lot of Luciferian... Uh, related junk in this building um, be aware but don't follow be careful that you don't follow because while you're too busy following the world you're not paying attention to the Savior's return and you you kind of will be like the the five brides um, that didn't have their oil ready and while they were out getting their oil uh, the bridegroom came and they were locked out of the feast. Well, that's what's going to happen. You know, when Jesus comes, he's going to come back. He wants his, his bride, being the church, to be ready. His elect. Be ready. Be, be pure. You know, I want, like a bride, to be pure. That's how we're supposed to be. So when my, my mind gets swirling into this, I, it's very easy to go down like these these rabbit holes they're so easy to go down these rabbit holes so be careful <laughs> with what you do i would almost say stay out of the rabbit holes completely you know if you want to look at something you know to gain information that's fine but when it starts to lead you down to this you know path and then oh well the, you know you can read this and you can read you you run the risk of um being tainted that's a word i can use it's I'm sure we've all heard of, you know, when you sleep around with people, you, you end up getting something called soul ties. And, you know, somebody's, you know, whoever they've slept with, you know, transfers onto you and it trickles down. And believers who, who have heard this, they understand what I'm talking about. The non-believer, they're like, what? Get out of here. Like, That's stupid. Okay. It is a thing. And it doesn't have to be just a sexual tie. It can be anything that you touch that, you know, is, is extremely sinful, that is being used for sin, any of that stuff. So when you, when you get somebody who's, um, going down these rabbit holes, looking at certain junk that they shouldn't be, be looking at, um, these ties can attach themselves to you, which are essential, essentially like open doorways and you can be corrupted by them. You know, your mind, it can play out. I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm gonna say about a month ago. Um, same thing, rabbit hole. I was looking at something and uh, <laughs> Justin and I were talking and he sent me uh, a video to watch. And he's like, you gotta watch this. And I'm like, okay. I thought it was, so did he. I thought it was just like a documentary kind of thing. I thought it was something that 
was just a talking, you know, uh, reporter kind of like, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. I thought it was, that's all it was, was just an explanation to something that we were talking about. And that's not at all <laughs> what it was. It was an actual video of uh, somebody who shot himself in the head. Like, I'm not even joking. It was like, it was very real. It was non-rehearsed. It was, it was not any type of actor. It wasn't any type of CGI or it was nothing like that. It was a documented suicide. Absolutely. And it disturbed me. We were talking about suicide for a podcast and, or for something, I can't remember. We were talking about suicide and, um, and, you know, hell and things like that. And, and so he had said, well, there was a gentleman who had committed suicide on the news. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And, and so he went to, he thought, Justin thought that he was sending me the actual, um, like, report of it. Not, was sending me the report, not the actual video of it happening. But that's exactly what he sent me, was the actual video. And he felt bad. I felt sickened. Um, that stayed with me. That stayed with me. Even now, uh, like, I just close my eyes now, kind of, and it's haunting. It really is. Those are things, those are things that are absolutely haunting, that we shouldn't be watching. And, and it's easy to go down those rabbit holes that I'm talking about, where you go looking to read something, and Satan's going to throw like this little monkey wrench right in your way saying, oh, no, 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 you're going to look at this and it's going to stay with you and it's going to be lasting. And that's, that's not what Jesus wants. He wants us to keep our eyes on him, our, our minds, you know, clear of the world, our, our bodies pure, our minds focused on him. That's what we're supposed to do. So when I lay here, and I toss and I turn and I can't sleep and my mind is swirling and I've got all these things going on and I'm thinking, okay, so, uh, okay, so about the car and okay, now, now about, you know, um, you know, the antichrist and now I'm worried about, you know, my, a friend of mine died and, uh, you know, now I'm worried about the, the friend of the friend who's, who's heartbroken and, and now I'm thinking about, and so it's like, but, but, oh Lord, I'm completely overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed. In moments like that, there are, we are to call on the Lord. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our salvation, our redeemer. We're supposed to latch onto him, to stay close to him, that he will hold us in his mighty right hand and give us refuge, that in his presence, we are able to rest, that he will take care of us, that he will provide for us. And case in point, when I was struggling with, you know, with this car, you know, how do I know? Like, I don't want to trust this, you know, somebody else and, and have them, you know, um, rip me off. And I don't want to have somebody, because I'm a woman, say, oh, it's a perfectly fine vehicle, and it's not. But because I'm a woman, I'm ignorant, and I don't know any better. I know some things about, about a car. I mean, I'm not a mechanic by, you know no stretch of the imagination, but I know, you know, how to change the oil. I know how to change a tire. I know how to change a headlight. These kind of things I know how to do, but do I know how to change the alternator? No. <laughs> Transmission? Give me a break. Absolutely not. 
but I didn't want someone to to take advantage of the things that I didn't know and sell me a piece of garbage. So that's where trust comes in. And I've really had to kind of say, Lord, like, I'm scared. And in my head, when I say, like, I have conversations with the Holy Spirit, it's like, Allie, trust me. And I say, oh, Holy Spirit, I'm really trying to trust you, but I'm, it's the unknown. I'm so scared. Allie, trust me. Every time I think about this, Lord, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by, shh, Allie, trust me. Oh, Lord, I'm trying. I'm really, really trying. But you know what? I have so many people coming at me right now. Like so many people, you know, wanting prayer for this or needing this or wanting me to do this. or I have to do this and I have to get this done and I have to look after that. And it's like, Lord, I, I just, I can't handle anymore. It's like, Allie, trust me. Remember? Quiet. Less of you, more of me. Okay, Lord. So I would open my Bible and literally, uh, as soon as Justin would fall asleep, I would be in, in the word. I would be in the Bible, no less. And this is not an exaggeration, like five hours. And it would like that pass what would seem like two hours. It was five and my back would ache, literally ache. And I will have <laughs> made a whole bunch of notes and a whole lot of underlined highlighted passages um, but my soul would be refreshed it would I would have this this warmth in my spirit and I would anoint myself I would take my oil and I would you know put it in my hands and I would you know, ask the Holy Spirit to just indwell in me, to fill me, to give me revelation into what I'm reading, to give me wisdom and insight and comprehension to know what it is I'm reading and how to apply it properly where it, nothing is misconstrued, that nothing is taken on my own uh, validity, that I'm, I'm reading exactly what he wants me to read it. And when I would do this, and I would pray and worship and I would have worship music on I would have my my devotional videos on and it was so moving that there were so many different truths opened up to my eyes and I you know as soon as you know Justin would wake up I would be up and I would say you're not gonna believe it last night I sat up and this is what I was reading and I'd read it to him and he'd be like wait, say that again? And I'd be like, right? <laughs> okay, so you caught that too? Allie, that's amazing. And I'm like, I know. I think, I think, I've, I've read this, this book of the Bible before, and I never saw that. I think the Lord makes us see things when he wants us to know something that pertains to a situation we're going through. Because I think if everything in the Bible were revealed to us at exactly the same moment where it was just like a test book, we read it and was like, okay, I get that. I get, we would be completely overwhelmed because there's so many, so many different truths in the Bible. So many different, um, amazing parables and, and lessons to be learned. I mean, there's... And I've written all over my Bible. It is insane <laughs> that there are 735 biblical uh, predictions and 596 have already occurred. That's 
81% out of 100 that have been accurate and have come to pass. Um, some things like, you know, just little things that I've written in my Bible. You know, Christians often confuse the throne in Revelations 4 through 5 and the great, um, great white throne in Revelation 20:11. The one is the throne of God in heaven, and the other is the throne of Jesus Christ on earth. Like, I was like, wow, wow, that's, that's amazing that he's able to completely... Because I didn't know that. I, I always thought <laughs> the throne was a throne. I didn't know there was two. Did you? But if you read it, you'll see that. Um, then, I, you know, I'm just looking in my Bible as I'm talking to you. Like, it is it is a coloring book. I'm not even joking. There is, like, purple highlighter. There's blue. There's yellow. There's pink. I mean, my gracious. This is... But I can tell you where things are when I need to find it. It's just It's just a matter of looking for the colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's different headings that I've put in the Bible um, that there's a midheaven did you know that? I, I knew that there was a, um, a third heaven a top heaven and that's where God and Jesus dwell but then there's a midheaven which is the middle heaven and the Bible says that that's where various beings go um, Revelation 8.13 Rev various beings go so and, and then you've got the firmament which is the the first heaven so just getting back to this this mid heaven when satan was cast out of heaven which heaven there's three i believe and and again if you have thoughts on this i would welcome you to share them with me because i'm curious and i would love to hear somebody else's opinion on this I believe that he was cast out because he was the highest ranking angel in heaven. He was above the archangel Michael. He was perfect in every way, and God loved him dearly. But when he challenged God and corrupted a third of the angels and was cast out of heaven, it's my belief that he was cast out of the, the, um, the third heaven, the top heaven where God and Jesus dwell. And he was allowed to come and go between the mid and the, the um, first heaven, the firmament, because he has access to earth to uh, seek, kill, and destroy man. So, of course, he's going to be going um, through earth, uh, and he would need to do that through the first heaven, which is the firmament. Now, the middle heaven, the middle one, it says... That's where various beings go, right? So when, when God uh, and Satan had that conversation over uh, Job, I believe that that's where they spoke, was in middle heaven, where various beings go. Things like that. My eyes are opened up to things like that. And when I said that to Justin, he's like, wow, never really thought of that. Um, then other things like, Signs that someone is sent by the devil. Do you know? Do you know? You know how to tell if somebody is is being sent to you by the devil. Without understanding, there's some people that you you come to know and you enjoy their company and they're nice to you. And sometimes they're, you know, somebody of a romantic nature. Sometimes they're a friend. Sometimes it could be a spouse. It could be, you know, an employer or somebody that you work with. 
whatever the case is, you, you've met somebody and they seem to be nice outwardly for a little while, but then you start noticing things and maybe subconsciously you don't pick up on them right away. So the first one is they encourage you to do evil. So if somebody is, is not recognizing the Lord, if they're doing things that are bad, if they're swearing, if they're, you know, smoking, if they're engaging in sex, if they're watching pornography, if they're masturbating, you know, whatever it is, you know, Matthew 7 verses 13 and 14 tell you that this is something to be mindful of. Um, they will not be happy when you're successful. They just cannot get on board. They're not, you know, team, you know, Allie. They're not team Justin. They're not team, they're not on your side. You know, when, um, when there's a hole in your boat, they are not helping to, you know, scourge water over the side to, you know, bail out the water. They are initially, you know, tapping at the hole, trying to make it bigger so that your boat sinks. Well, that's a sign that Satan has put someone in your path. You know, they divert your attention away from God. They, you know, why are you praying before you eating? You know, why are you going to church? Like, let's go, let's go have a picnic. Let's go to the movies. Let's go for a run. Let's go, whatever. They're, they're not building you in the Lord. They're discouraging you in the Lord. So these are people that we need to keep, be mindful of and, and keep our eyes open for. Um... And the reason Satan uses these people is because they've allowed themselves to be used. So I just want to, <laughs> I know I've kind of been like all over the place tonight, but that's kind of where I'm at, at, you know, anywhere between one and three in the morning. It's, you know, I'm jumping from this topic to this topic to this topic because there's so much going on in my head. <laughs> so I just, I wanted to share with you that, um, no matter what's going on, I mean, this, this world is a fallen world. And I mean, I've seen, you know, this thing called the, the giant going up. And I had one sister message me and she's like, you know, have you seen this? And it's like, yeah, I've seen it. And they're like, like, what do you, what do you think? And it's like, okay, we knew this is what would happen. The Bible was very clear about, you know, an image being erected for the antichrist. We knew this. And she's like, yeah, I know. But I mean, what do you think? And I'm like, I'm thinking we need to stay completely away from that. I'm thinking myself, if I had a thought on this, and again, this is what keeps me up at, what time is it now? 2.15 in the morning. If I were to randomly think about this for a moment, um, that those people who are getting the needles, it, it alters your DNA. And the things that are in it, in the, the ingredient part of it, yeah, they're not good. <laughs> There's no good ingredient in, in what's in it. And I've read that, you know, it's torn fetus particles and it's, it's, a, it's, well, it's a lot of bad, bad stuff. And I've, there's people that I know that have taken it and they've gotten sick. There's people that I know that have died. And yes, that have died from it. Um, and there's, there's believer friends that I know that are absolutely adamant that they will never get it, that they will die before they get it. And there's other believers that stand out front of these needle sites that are trying to witness to people to turn away. Turn away. My belief is, is that these people that are getting these needles, because it alters your DNA and because it's got nanobots in it and because it's got all this yucky stuff that is making people sick, this giant, and you can Google it, it's called... Um, I think it's called the, I think it's just called the giant, but there's videos on it on YouTube, so I don't think it's that hard to find. I mean, I found it, so 
I mean, that says a lot. You should be able to find it. Um, you know, this, this statue can move its arms and its head. It can speak. Um, it can take on uh, whatever appearance that it's cast to because it's like a monitor device. So people can go in there and pay a specific amount of money and have their likeness scanned and their likeness will be then scanned to this this huge statue and it's my belief that this statue will take on the form of the Antichrist so uh, because we as believers will not be taking this mark what is about to happen and what I'm thinking um, will not affect the believers but I'm thinking at some point this statue and there's 21 statues being built in 21 cities and I find it just just absolutely mind-boggling that the first two that were erected were in Las Vegas and New York City and why I find that so funny is because Las Vegas is known as Sin City and New York is known as the Big Apple well the Apple was the first original sin and then sin city like stretching here or coincidental I don't know anyways um, I believe that this statue will emit a sound because the Bible says that every knee will bow and that people will bow down to the statue so I'm thinking that this statue that talks and has speakers and moves its arms and its head will call those who have the needle to bow down and those who are not bowing down are the believers and the believers will be stood out they will be able to be seen by officials by uh, law enforcement to know who has taken the mark and who has not or the needle or who has not and any non-believer that has had the needle and does not kneel the frequency will get a whole lot stronger until they are absolutely brought to their knees. Now, that's speculation. That's just my own personal opinion. I have looked into it, so uh, I kind of think that's what will happen. Now, will it happen? <laughs> Time will tell. I, I don't know. I'm that's that's my personal belief. What I would be very interested to know what you think. So please message me or. Um, uh, you can message me on Facebook, uh, Messenger at Ali Benfield. Uh, my account is open. I'm not really on it a whole lot. I basically just make a post through um, my, for my podcast. Um, but if you reach me on my um, my email, uh, the email that Justin and I have, uh, BibleCoffeeTalk at gmail.com, uh, B-I-B-L-E-C-A-W. F-E-E-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. Sorry, a little uh, 2 a.m. brain fart there. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I will see that. Uh, I just want to thank out thank those who have messaged me. Just thank you for, for reaching out. Um, yeah, I would really like to hear your thoughts on this, you know, what your opinions are. Um, I, I just think it's so important that we all just stay the course, that we keep our eyes trained on Jesus Christ, that we repent. That's huge. That's really huge. That we forgive. Like, a lot of people have built up unforgiveness towards people, and that will cost you. 
believe it or not, that will cost you. And I, I've struggled. There are so many people that I have really struggled to forgive. Uh, and it's it's been hard. It's really been hard, especially for a few people that I just was really, really angry with. But the Holy Spirit's worked in me and taught me that I cannot ask God for forgiveness if I don't forgive others as well. So that's a biggie. You really, really need to seek forgiveness, um, repent for our sins, you know, whatever is grieving the Holy Spirit, ask Him to help you stop. You know, if you're a smoker, stop. And I was smoking. I stopped. I quit. I gave up the weed. Uh, I was never a drinker, so that wasn't a big thing. But, you know, um, just, just a lot of the things that I was into... Um, I had to change my ways, and it was not easy. The Holy Spirit really had to work on, on my heart. Um, I'm in a really good place now. I'm, you know, I don't think I've ever, ever, ever been as close to the Lord as I am now. Um, I, I have a wonderful, wonderful um, man that I absolutely love and cherish, and He's, he's good to me. He's good for me. He, we are so compatibly yoked in the spirit. Like, just when I was talking about the whole, you know, confirmation, uh, oh, God will let you know. He will absolutely let you know. My children, I love my children deeply. Um, is my life perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, do I struggle? Yep. I'm human. I struggle. I sin. Um, I ask for forgiveness. I strive to be Christ-like. I, um, I worship one God and His Son, Jesus Christ. I, I do my best. I'm a flawed, flawed person. And I know I'm not perfect. There's No one is. Only Jesus Christ. And I know that so long as I keep striving to seek His face, to you know, asking forgiveness, to repenting daily, to reading my Bible, to worshiping Jesus Christ, to asking His Holy Spirit to help me walk obediently and righteously and faithfully in Him, to to keep my eyes trained on Him, to keep looking up, to be ready, to be made pure, so that when Jesus returns, I'm one of those elect that gets caught up with Him in the sky. And I can tell you right now, I am so super psyched about going home. I am homesick. I want to go home. I want to see past family members that have passed away so, so badly. I want to walk with Justin hand in hand through, through heaven's gates and walk down the streets of gold. I want to worship Jesus. I want to be given a mansion where I have, you know, my brothers and sisters in Christ over to worship and have tea or to, to eat from the, the tree of life that every month gives me a new, a new fruit. I'm looking forward to that because Jess and I were just talking, what fruit is going to be on that tree? What 12 fruits are going to be on that tree? It was like, whoa, <laughs> is it new fruits that, that we don't even know about? Is it fruits that we're familiar about now that we were eating and enjoying here on earth? These are questions that I have. I want to sit, and I said to Justin, under a tree with a little lamby in my arms, with a lion nuzzling up against me, and a little monkey. <laughs> I want, I want, and I want to walk with Jesus down the streets of gold, and I want to sit with him under a tree.
in the shade because I'm Scottish and I burn. Not that there'll be sun burns, but you know what I mean. I just, I want to sit under a tree and I want to talk to my Savior. I want to say, where were you? I, I know you were with me. Sometimes I didn't feel you, but I know you were with me. Where were you? In this moment of my life that I was going through this, when when everything hit hit the fan back at the apartment, you know, where were you? You know, where were you when this event happened? Where were you when this event happened? And not just where were you, in the room where were you? Did I ever did my eyes ever meet yours even though I couldn't see you? Did you ever look into my eyes? Did you ever hold my hand or touch my back? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. I want to hear Jesus explain why he made me the way he made me so that I know what it took to make me be the woman that he made me to be. Does that make sense? Uh, it's 2.30 in the morning and uh, I'm starting to get a little goofy and I am like clearly out of coffee. Oh, what's this? Oh, okay. Well, hold on. There's a drink here. That is vile. That is absolute vile. I just had a sip of like some uh, warm, flat uh, cherry Coke and that is not pleasing. I was not pleased by that at all. Maybe that's a clear indication I should be going to bed. Anyways, guys, I just want to thank you for, for tuning in. I'm sorry for dribbling on. I uh, really didn't get into a whole lot of scripture tonight. Uh, one, because the fan's on and it keeps blowing my pages, so all you would <laughs> all you really would have heard was this constantly, which that kind of is a, that's kind of annoying. <laughs> uh, two, um, I, I'm I'm really tired right now. It has been a long day today. Um, exhausting, happy, um, hot. It's been so hot lately. Like, I mean, it's just been depleting my energy and making me sweaty. I don't know. Has anybody else been like overly sweaty lately? Uh, I, I, even a shower, you get out of the shower and it's like instantly you're hit with like this heat wave and it's like, yikes. Um, thank God for air conditioners. Can I just get an amen on that one? Because, like, I don't know where I'd be without our fans and our air conditioners. And I'm almost grateful that I live in Canada. Um, I would hate to live in, like, Africa or, like, the Serengeti, Arizona with the dry heat. Like, that's just not pleasing to me. I think I could put up with, like, the colder temperatures of, like, Alaska so long as I had, like, a whole bunch of like heating blankets and throws and like quilts and <laughs> cozy wool sweaters and turtlenecks and like yuck yuck boots and <laughs> I don't even know what yuck yuck boots are but you know I like I said it's 2.30 and I'm exhausted so starting to get giddy. Anyways guys I just want to encourage you that uh, if you need help uh, praying if you need uh, a prayer set for you Justin and I would love to pray for you we uh, love prayer um, also, uh, you might want to tune in to, uh, Facebook. I am going live the first time I'm going live in a while, uh, in the next day or so. I'm going to kind of wait for that to, to, um, be pressed on my heart. Um, and I'm going to be doing, um, prayers. I'm going to be answering prayers one-on-one -on -one, starting saying, 
ending a prayer for this person, starting, saying, ending a prayer for that person. It's all individual. Um, everybody gets a one-on-one -on -one prayer. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, if you need prayer, uh, message me on Facebook Messenger or on uh, the email, BibleCoffeeTalk uh, at gmail.com, or just um, leave a little voice clip on the podcast here. Anyways, guys, um, I encourage you to look up and read Joshua 1.9. It's an encouraging verse. It's blessed my heart. Um, stay encouraged in the Lord. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Be ready because Jesus is coming very soon. I don't know when. The Bible says no man knows except the, uh, the Father, not even the Son or the angels know when he is coming. But be ready because we can see by the, um, the season that it's getting very, very close. The, you know, the labor pains, it talks about the woman giving birth, that the labor pains are getting quicker and faster. So be ready. Be ready. That's going to be a glorious day. And if you are caught in the sky, then I look forward to meeting you at the Lamb's Supper. <laughs> I hope you uh, walk around and find me at the, the banquet feast and say, I heard your podcast. And I can say, oh, I'm so happy. You know, you know, the Lord's an amazing, amazing God. And, and I'm so happy you're here with us. And um, yeah. Uh, if you want to give your life to Jesus, uh, just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and make me a new person in you. I ask you to wash away my sins in your precious blood that you spilt on the cross. And I ask you, Lord, to walk with me on this, this journey that I'm about to walk on. And I ask you to bless my life and fill me with the Holy Spirit. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. If you said that prayer, I just want to say welcome to the family. I am so happy for you. You have 100% made an amazing choice to follow Jesus Christ. He loves you so, so much. He died for you. Uh, message me because I have a Bible I would love to be able to mail to you. Um, yeah. So that's my podcast for now. It's, it's pretty late. I'm exhausted. My eyes sting. And my mouth tastes awful after that <laughs> zip of Jerry Coke. I think I gotta go brush my teeth again. Anyways, guys, uh, it's time for me to crawl into bed. Justin's already, like, snoring. Uh, anyways, um, take care. I love you all very, very much. And, yeah, I wish you all the very best. Stay blessed in, in the Lord. Read your Bibles. Say your prayers. And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye for now, guys. Hey, guys. I just wanted to thank you for taking this time with me today to fellowship and learn more about our wonderful Heavenly Father, His perfect Son, Jesus Christ, and the incredible Holy Spirit as we apply the Bible to our lives and our faith. I hope that what you heard today has touched your heart and is tended to administered by the Holy Spirit. I pray that he fills you with his discernmentship and understanding so that the words of the Bible imprint on your heart with meaning and worth. Until we're again together fellowshipping over coffee, this is Ali Benfield signing off. Bye for now, guys. Bible coffee talk. What? You're still here? Podcast over. Go home. Go.